Welcome to this episode of Come Follow Me, a Disciple's Journey. Uh, let's talk about section 95. One of my favorite verses in all the Doctrine and Covenants comes from this section. It's verse 1, so let's just jump right in. I guess one note, um, this section was given in June, and this uh, specifically is about uh, further instructions on building the temple. Now remember, section 94 was about some of the ancillary buildings around the temple, and you're like, oh, that's weird that it's before it. Remember that it came after it, chronologically, so the Lord did give them the instructions for the temple first, and I think that's an important thing to remember. But verse 1 says, The, the Lord uh, the Lord says, uh, Whom I love, and whom I love I also chasten, that their sins may be forgiven, for with chastisement I prepare a way for their deliverance in all things out of temptation, and I, and I have loved you. Wherefore ye must needs be chastened and stand rebuked before my face. The Lord chastens those whom he loves. Why would he correct and chasten those whom he loves? And we think of chastening as like a... Um, I'm going to give you a talking to, you know, which it partly is, but it also comes from a word that means to purify. Why would the Lord chasten and purify those who he loves? Because he wants them to, he wants us, his children, all of us, really, by the way, to be like him and to experience the blessings and the glory and the light and the truth that he experiences. That you want the best for your children, even if that means making them do hard things. Man, we're in the middle of this with our kids, right? Like, we've got now five kids. Oldest is nine. And so, you know, just young kids. And I told my wife recently, being a parent, it's like, you know, you're told just you should enjoy these days. You know, enjoy them when they're little. And, you know, a lot of days we do. I'm not, so I'm not going to say that we don't. But a lot of days it's so hard. And if you're, if you are a parent of young children or have been a parent of young children, you know what I mean. It's hard to enjoy it when they're just being disrespectful and, and little pills, you know. But, and it would, some days it would just be so much easier to just say, you know what, yeah, do whatever you want and go and do this thing and don't, you don't have to do your chores, you don't have to do these things. But parenting, and it's, those, it's, it's doing those things, those small things, those fighting those little battles each day over and over. That's what creates responsible adults. That's what creates people who are and disciples of Christ later. That's what creates those things. It's doing family scripture study every morning, even though one of them's crying about not getting a dinosaur that the other's got. It's praying every day and every morning and every night. It's doing family scripture study or a family home evening. It's getting them together for a come follow me discussion, even though you've got two and a half minutes of their attention. It's going to church even when, you know, one of them's purposely forgetting their shoes or hiding their shoes. And it'd be way easier to just throw up the, your, your hands and say, I quit. Do whatever you want. But by letting them do that, sure. They could be happy for a moment. I think of the, the church uh, movie The Testaments the son who's escalated to prominence in the um, in a society but has abandoned his faith and his father comes to his dad and says father why are you not happy for me and his dad says I am happy for you but I am sad because your happiness cannot last 
And that's what we'd be, that's, as parents, that's what we would be creating, right? We'd be just creating a bigger nightmare, a bigger issue for later. We'd be creating an issue for their spouse, for their mission companions, for their employers, for their employees if they become bosses, right? Like, that's what we'd be creating. And so you chastise them and you chasten them every day, every day, every day. Why? Because you love them, because you want them to be their best. You want the best for them. You want them to receive everything that they can possibly receive. And that's the way that chastisement works with the Lord. He wants us, he could let us go off on our own directions and wandering in strange paths, but he knows that there's only one path that leads to him. He knows that there's only one name under heaven whereby men can receive salvation. It's Jesus Christ, and it's his gospel, and this is the way, and there is no other way, no means. He knows that. And so, as we start to come off the path, he lovingly nudges us back onto it. Now, there can be a lot said, and I know that, and I want to, I'm not going to, I don't want to get too much into it because of, because of sensitivities. But Elder Holland this last week gave a talk at BYU to faculty and staff. My opinion largely is this. When people stray off the path, it is not loving to let them continue to stray off the path. Now we love them. We love them no matter what. But it's not loving to allow that to happen and to condone that they're straying off the path. Because sure, maybe it's, it's gratifying and satisfying now but what are the, where will this lead? As Elder Ruchdorf taught, we need to ask, where will this lead? Sorry, that was a, a present Oaks. That's what the Lord asks. The Lord sees the end from the beginning. Um, and he what he wants to do is he wants to perform his act, yea, his strange act, as he says in section 95. And the Lord's ways are not the ways of man, Isaiah said. And this... Strange act is cross-reference to Isaiah chapter 28, verse 21, where the Lord uses the same language. And what he talks about there is he's actually talking about the restoration of the gospel in the last days. The building of temples. But it can be applied into our daily lives that the Lord's thoughts, the Lord's ways, they're not ours. And so it, it can be tough. It can be difficult to be chastised from the Lord or one of his servants to be chastened. But the Lord's trying to perform his act, yea, his strange act. And what he wants to prevent us from doing is walking in darkness at noonday. As he says in section 95 and verse 6. And compare this to the light that we've been discussing in section 50, section 88, section 93. The temple is what we're talking about in section 95 where we receive but the Lord promised us that where his glory would be, we would see his face. Glory, truth, light, knowledge, spirit. That's what, we, that's what he, that he's been telling these people. But then he says, They who are not chosen have sinned, a very grievous sin, and that they are walking in darkness at noonday. I'm trying to give you the light. I'm trying to correct you and chastise you and chasten you and correct you and purify you to give you my light, my spirit, my knowledge, my glory. But if you will walk off on your own, then, though it be noonday, you will walk in darkness and stumble because you can't, you won't see where you're going. 
And so, section 95, especially verses verse 1, but then how they, it relates and connects to each other and to the previous verses or sections is one of my favorite. Because it's a reminder to me to be humble. It takes humility to be chastened. As a matter of fact, I just thought of uh, a quote um, by Elder Richard G. Scott. It actually also relates to verse, or section 97. The Lord says, Verily I say unto you, my friends, I speak unto you with my voice, uh, many of whom are truly humbled and are seeking diligently to learn wisdom, to find truth. To find this truth. Okay, here's, that, here's one of those words again, our buzzwords, right? Truth, light, spirit, power, knowledge, glory. Okay, so... Seeking truth. What does seeking truth take? It takes being uh, humble. It takes um, humbly, who are humble and seek diligently to learn wisdom and to find truth. That's what it takes. But it also takes humility. It takes humility to find that truth. It takes humility to be corrected. Another Scott said, Humility is essential to acquiring spiritual knowledge. To be humble is to be teachable. Humility permits you to be tutored by the Spirit, to be taught from sources inspired by the Lord, such as the Scriptures. The seeds of personal growth and understanding germinate and flourish in the fertile soil of humility. Their fruit is spiritual knowledge to guide you here and hereafter. Since it requires much personal effort to gain and use worthwhile knowledge, you cannot endlessly sample from uh, every fascinating area of life. Therefore, you should select carefully a few vital areas... Uh, I know that to gain knowledge of great worth requires extraordinary personal effort. The treasure of both secular and spiritual knowledge are hidden ones, but hidden from those who do not properly search and strive for them. And I think it, that this last, the last line there, the treasures of both secular and spiritual knowledge are hidden ones, but hidden from those who do not properly search and strive for them. Connected with humility is essential to acquiring of, the spiritual, of spiritual knowledge. To be humble is to be teachable. That's what chastisement is about, too. We learn truths through being chastised. We learn the truth of our error. We, and when we learn truth, when we have that light, because light cleaveth to light and we gain more light, we can more clearly see our errors. We can see the truth which will dictate and guide our future actions. But it takes humility to be chastened. You know, recently I went through an experience where uh, in reading the words of a prophet, I felt chastised, and for about 24 hours, I hymned and hawed, and I had a sleepless night, and I, I like I said, I felt chastised. I, but I didn't want. I was, but I felt like I was not in the wrong, really, and I tried to justify by doing this and saying, all right, I'll, I'll change this one thing, but I won't do this thing. And at the end of the 24-hour period of time, after a lot, I mean, again, not the 24 hours is a long time, but a wrestling with the Lord and coming to Him and saying, okay, I will do what you want me to do. The anxiety left. The, my path became clear because it was had been lit up. But it takes, it, it takes, it took, not again, not the 24 hours is, is a long time, but it took 24 hours of spiritual wrestle and prayer and a sleepless night for me to be humbled so that I could be corrected and chastised. 
by a Lord who loves me, by a God who loves me and wants the best for me. So that's why Section 95 is one of my favorites. I hope you enjoy it, and best of luck in your studies, and I'll talk to you soon.